Exciting news at This Week Health. Starting May 16th, our keynote show is moving to Thursdays. Catch every episode weekly on our This Week Health conference channel. Don't miss conversations with top health system leaders designed to transform healthcare one connection at a time. Subscribe to This Week Health conference and stay updated every Thursday. Today in Health IT, a closer look at the Hatco and Suma acquisition. Yeah, acquisition. Looking forward to it. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels and events dedicated to transform healthcare one connection at a time. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders SureTest, Artisite, Parlance, Certify Health, Notable, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. All right. Hey, having a child with cancer, one of the most painful and difficult situations a family can face in 2024, we are extending our work together with Alex's Lemonade Stand to raise money to fight childhood cancer, look for cures, and we have a goal to raise an additional $100,000 this year. We ask you to join us. Hit our website, top right-hand column. You can see the logo for the Lemonade Stand. Click on that to give today. We believe in the generosity of our community, and we thank you in advance. One last thing, share this podcast with a friend or colleague. Use it as a foundation for daily or weekly discussions on the topics that are relevant to you and the industry. Great way to mentor. They can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, we're going to take this part a little bit. It's, it, it is the story. And it, it's not a new concept in that, you know, private equity or venture capital thinking we're going to get into healthcare and we're going to change things. And that, that in and of itself is not a new storyline. And so you're going to have people who are looking at it going, oh, it's the same old storyline and they're going to be not as optimistic as others. And then you're going to have others who, I saw people like doing high fives and victory laps. Oh, this is so transformational, whatever. It hasn't done a thing yet. All right. So let's not do the high fives just yet. It's a, but here's what I want to look at today. I want to look at the foundation for this. Is it the right foundation? Do we have the right momentum? Do we have the right leadership? And what will this take in order to be successful? So that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go straight to the general catalyst uh, website for the press release because it was a really well-written press release. Gives you a lot of the foundation for it. Our acquisition of Summa Health coming together to transform healthcare. It's often said that the definition of insanity is to do the same thing and expect different outcomes. By that measure, many of the previous well-intentioned but ultimately failed efforts to transform our healthcare systems have been insane. We at General Catalyst have long advocated for a fundamentally different approach to yield a fundamentally different and better outcome. One that helps to realize the promise of health assurance, care that is more proactive, accessible, and affordable to people everywhere. Now, you're going to hear that, and if you're on the hospital side, you might say, oh, we're after that. We've been after that for years and eons and decades, and we've been more accessible in, in the previous years because we're providing these tools and those kind of things. Affordability is hard to argue, <laughs> period. It's just hard to argue. Proactive and care pathways, we're trying to do all those things. So you're going to see that, and you're, you're going to be a little taken aback. But the reality is, that there's conflicting interests in the healthcare model. And the foundation for healthcare is broken because me, as the consumer, as the person who is going to be cared for, I don't pay for my healthcare. I pay for my healthcare insurance, but a lot of times I do that through either the government, through my taxes, or I do that through my employer. 
my employer provides that insurance. And so you hear people say all the time, oh, that's covered by insurance. The almost, oh, that's free. It's not free. It's, it's paid for by somebody. And it's quite frankly, it's bankrupting the country. It's bankrupting individuals at a record pace in the United States. And, and so it's broken from that perspective. The incentives don't work for me to stay healthy. And so we have bad outcomes across the board in terms of health. We have significant obesity. We have just diabetes, you name it. We have chronic conditions that are being exacerbated by the fact that people do not take care of themselves. All right, they go on. We've been on a long journey. And so that's their incentive is this has to change. The fundamentally it has to change. Could be the payment models, could be partnerships, could be insurance, it, it could, it, but fundamentally it has to change. This isn't just a technology play. This is a change in the way we approach healthcare. All right, we've been on a long journey with many important milestones along the way. The publishing of our health assurance thesis in 2019. Let me give you some of that because HECO has three areas of focus. Number one, to work with our health system partners to help them develop and execute their transformation journey. All right, so they want to work with these partners and they have 20 plus that have signed up to be a part of them today. So they're going to work with those health system partners to help them develop and execute on a transformation journey. So they, this acquisition is a model. We're going to acquire one, we are going to transform one, and then we are going to have the blueprint for others to make this transition. We've all known what it's going to take. And what it's going to take is essentially the, the health system has to get the first dollar. If you do not get the first dollar of healthcare, which is essentially the insurance dollar, then you are not incented for healthcare. You're present, you're, you're incented for sick care. Every time somebody comes in, you get paid. Every time you do a surgery, they get, you get paid. Every time you do a test, you get paid. That's a model that <laughs> just has led to what it has led to, which we've talked about earlier. What you want is a model. If you're getting that first dollar, you're getting paid to keep the infrastructure going, to keep the lights on, to provide the best care you possibly can for the community, for the entire community. And in those cases, you then can work at keeping that population healthy, keeping them out of the hospital is your incentive. So that first dollar of care is very important. Okay, so they're going to work with their health system partners. Number two, to help catalyze the health assurance ecosystem, building an interoperability model with technology and solutions, including a subset of our healthcare portfolio companies to drive this transformation. So they've been making investments. They're a portfolio company. They're an investment company. They've been making investments, things like transparent and others that they have been investing money in, that they're looking at saying, hey, these are transformational technologies that are not getting enough traction. Maybe they are getting traction. Actually, Transcarent is getting a fair amount of traction. But some of the companies may not be getting enough traction in the space. And this is an opportunity to show their transform transformational capability because you now have the ability to showcase some of these technologies to get them in the flow to show that they can actually drive costs out, increase access and all the things that they're striving to do. All right. So they're going to, they believe that interoperability and technology is part of the solution to this problem. And finally, number three, to acquire and operate health systems for long-term care for the long-term where we can demonstrate the blueprint of this transformation for the rest of the industry. So the, they are going to, they're going to, they're just going to do it with Suma Health. And then they talk about, hey, we've signed this letter. They talk about the amazing accomplishments of Suna, Suma. 
I'm going to go down to the bottom here because this is where we're going to pick it apart a little bit. Our intent is to build on and augment the system's considerable strengths. First and foremost, we share that Summa Health's commitment to serving all members of the community. Both organizations have pledged to expand access and deliver health and wellness collaboratively, compassionately, and courageously for all people and with emphasis among vulnerable and underserved populations. Summa Health has also demonstrated excellence via its integrated delivery network, including SumaCare, which is an integral part and will remain so. The Summa Health team also shares our belief that achieving healthcare transformation will require a shift to value-based care, what we talked about earlier, getting that first dollar, and has already begun to make the transition. Now, you can get that first dollar or you can partner for that first dollar, but either way, you have to get that first dollar, I believe, and has already begun to make the transition. Together, we intend to demonstrate that a model that is better for patients can also be good for business, creating a blueprint for other health systems to effectively serve all people in their communities. We understand that this may be mischaracterized as another private equity deal, and it is being mischaracterized as another private equity deal. But it's important to realize that this is fundamentally different kind of partnership and approach in several ways. All right, and so they list a handful of ways. The focus isn't on taking costs out, it's on putting innovation in. We intend to build modern tech-enabled healthcare delivery platform at scale across all points of care. I believe that their intention is to do that, by the way, and I believe they have to do that in order to deliver on their objective. I also believe they will take costs out. I don't know how they will do that, but they will take costs out because they're acquiring an old model. If you acquire an old model and don't and just retrofit something onto it, it's not going to have the outcome that they want. There is going to be some culling of, I, I don't know what aspects just yet, but of the things that don't work, that are broken, that do not add to better access, lower cost, and better care for the community. Plus, it's a different model. Value-based care is a different model than fee-for-service. And so if a significant portion of SUMA care is based on fee-for-service, or SUMA healthcare is based on fee-for-service, that has to be looked at, and there will be some fallout from that. Now, I applaud their idea, build modern tech-enabled healthcare delivery platforms at scale across all points of care. We'll come back to that. We are operating over a longer-term horizon. This is not a quick flip, but a long-term commitment to transformation that benefits the community. Keep in mind that a lot of these private equity deals are real estate plays. This is not a real estate play in any way, shape, or form because General Catalyst is a healthcare company at its core. And a lot of these private equity companies are real estate companies at their core, or they are essentially wealth management companies at their core. That's not what this is. So I believe that point a thousand percent. We have a deeply expert and empathetic leadership team, people who understand the opportunities and challenges of delivering care firsthand. Absolutely. They absolutely do that. If you've heard them speak, if you've, if you've seen them out in the community, it, it is a Mark Harrison, formerly with Intermountain Health, passionate smart individual. I, and actually, I, I know he has a significant role. I don't know what Stephen Clasco's role is, but again, somebody who's been there, done that, has a vision for what healthcare could be and has been out there leading in, in that way. Hematanasia, obviously, is at General Catalyst. I don't know how intricately involved in this specific deal he will be. I think that team will run this. And then you have the you have the portfolio companies who are led by Glenn Tolman and others who are, again, really solid leaders in healthcare and understand healthcare and have been transformative in healthcare. 
Next, we lead with a people first, patient first mantra where the overriding goal is positively transform the patient experience, believing that starting there will have the greatest transformational effect. This is an interesting one. And this is where a lot of health systems get stuck because think about the, the model that we have today. Everything is modeled around the valuable time of the clinician, the waiting room. And then you go from that waiting room into a room where you sit on butcher paper and you wait for a doctor even more. We do not design healthcare around the patient much, to be honest with you. And so this is an interesting one. And to see how they are going to do this will be interesting, while also uh, making sure that their clinicians, that the people delivering care feel cared for themselves, that they are valued, that they are brought into the transformational process, I think will be important as well. We have an unwavering shared commitment to the principles of health assurance, making care more proactive, accessible, and affordable for all people everywhere. And again, I think that's a great uh, set of principles so that when people are doing projects and they're looking at it, they can make sure that it runs through that matrix and comes out the other side and is still serving that objective But again, the proof is in the pudding. How do you make that happen? Finally, this is not an isolated transaction, but part of a broader engagement strategy with our wider healthcare ecosystem, innovators and system partners who will be, will collaborate and share best practices and in which Summa Health's progress can be an innovation beacon for the rest of the industry. Again, I like the acquisition. Ohio is interesting. Northern Ohio is interesting to me. It's a good mix and I think it will be a good model for the rest of the industry. You can look at this integrated delivery network that had a significant amount of fee-for-service. And if they're able to make that transition over a period of time, I think that will be the model that the industry is looking for. Since I'm at 14 minutes and these are supposed to be 10 minutes and I'm over, what I'm going to do is I'm going to come back tomorrow and look at this whole idea of what does the tech stack look like? What do we have to do? I've seen people say the EHR this and interoperability that and whatever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this apart a little bit and see if we can't come back with what the tech stack tech model would look like. I think it looks a little bit like the insurance tech stack at this point. It's a little different than what the traditional healthcare tech stack has looked like. And it'll be interesting. I, we'll talk a little bit about the emphasis on the EHR because we as an industry place a significant amount of of emphasis on the EHR. And the question comes, do you partner with Epic or do you look for the alternative? And that is the million dollar question. You'll have to tune in tomorrow to hear the million dollar question answer, or at least my version of that answer. All right, that's all for today. Don't forget, share this podcast with a friend or colleague. Keep the conversation going. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders, Shortest, Artisite, Parlance, Certify Health, Notable, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.